0: When we talk about the blessing of God, the word blessing in the Hebrew and Greek means to empower. It's the empowerment of God. It's the infusion of God himself. Whenever we hear a dog bark, rof rof, the rof rof isn't the dog. Whenever we hear a cow go moo, moo, how many of you know the moo is not the cow? Every time you hear a cat go, meow, meow, how many of you know the cat is not the meow? So many times we look at God's blessing on our life, and we think it's things or stuff or money or health, and we look at it as, oh, well, if they are wealthy, they must be blessed, not necessarily, or they're, you know, they're humble and poor, they're blessed. No, definitely not that. Or, you know, they they walk with uh, people, everybody just loves them and thinks, oh, they're blessed. That doesn't mean they're not blessed, but what I want you to realize is those are the attributes of blessing. You see, God said, I am God. I am, I am. And he is the I am. And in the I am, everything comes from. In the healing is the I am. In the deliverance is the I am. In salvation is the I am. In freedom is the I am. In his grace is the I am. In his prosperity and blessing and the prospering of your soul and your finances and blessing your family is what? Is who? The I am. The I am is the one that created the blessing. The I am is the one that distributes the blessing. And what I want you to realize, so much of the church today can barely get by if somebody sneezes, bless you. That's about the only time they say blessing. Or even understand blessing. I guess it means something good. No, it means to empower. Everybody say empower. You can't empower unless you've been enthroned. Am I preaching to somebody today? You can't empower unless you've been enthroned. What do you mean? That means I've been enthroned. I've been brought into the throne of the king. The difference is you've been brought into the throne of the king of all kings and the kingdom of God, and in that lies the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. blessing. Say not a rof-rof, not a meow-meow, not a moo-moo. That's attributes of the blessing. That's all that is. That's, that's what comes with it. Just like God, you know, he's not concerned about all of us that want what he has. He wants us to know who wants him as he is. And when God shows up, the word glory, doxa, means manifested presence or God made visible or God seen. God can never show up without his presence. And when he shows up in his presence, you begin to reveal and see his attributes. His attributes is what they were singing about. He's a good, good God. Jesus made it clear in John 10, 10, right? Satan comes but to steal, kill, destroy, but I, everybody say I. Who is that? The blessing. Ooh. He is the blessing, and through him comes the blessing. (laughs) He said, I, who is the blessing, I come to do what? Give life and give life more abundantly. In other words, uncommonly. In other words, empowered, infused by God. But see, we get what we settle for. We get whatever it is we rest in. We get whatever it is we're comfortable in. And what I want to do is whet your appetite this morning a little bit about the blessing. Everybody say, the blessing. Say, it's uncommon. Say, it's uncommon. Say, it's not natural. Say, it's not of this world. Say, it's not an it. It's a who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we begin to break this down, and get into what the blessing of God is. <clears throat> For you and I, everything rides on His blessing. So, as we begin to think about that and God's blessing, <clears throat> excuse me, what I want you to think about is a key statement when we talk about His blessing. And if that means if you are born again, right? That means what? Your spirit was abiding in a state of death. And when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and be what? Lord and Savior. It's gotta be Lord too, right? Everybody says, well, forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins, yeah, what's that? You're gonna sin again tomorrow anyway. Everybody, it's all everybody's focused on forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins is a a byproduct. Yeah, ask for it. You want it. But what I want you to realize, that's a byproduct. That's not what you're going for. You're going for sozo. You're going for preservation. You're going for eternity with God. You're going for his power, his healing, his anointing. The Bible says, by his stripes, 1 Peter 2, 24, you were healed. You're going for his healing. You're going for the things his word produces. In Isaiah 53, he said, I watched my word to perform it. And it shall perform the things for which I sinned. The things don't change unless the blessing touches them. But when the blessing hits them, it breaks them. When the blessing hits them, it opens them up. When the blessing hits them, it renews. Everybody say uncommon blessing. Hmm. Hmm. The blessing encompasses our identity as children of God. The blessing encompasses our capacity and calling that we carry for God. Well, you know, preacher, I don't know. I'm just probably not called. That's that's what you people up there do. Well, then you're probably not saved. Well, you think saved is preservation? You need to study the Greek language. It has seven tenses. It doesn't have three. It doesn't just have past, present, future. It has an AORST, A-I-O-R-S-T tense. So, presence... If it's past, it has a present, past, and future past. If it's present, it has a past, present, future presence. If it's future, it has a past, present, future, future. What does it mean? It's all-encompassing. That's why you can take one English word and have 120 in Greek to to explain it. That's why God wanted this translated in the Greek language so he could give you so so much depth and access to who he is. That's why God has so many names. He's Jehovah Rapha, your healer. Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's Jehovah Nissi, your banner. He's your soon-coming king. So I want you to realize you just can't understand God in one look through. You just don't get God when you say, well, just preserve me. Honey, he didn't call you to be jelly. You're not a preservative. You're a warrior. He put you on this planet with a calling for a cause, and it's his calling, and it's his cause. didn't call you to be a spectator. You should be in there fighting the lions. called you to be a gladiator. But you can't be a gladiator if you don't understand blessing. Everybody say the blessing. Let's look at this for a moment. Where does the blessing come from? <clears throat> to understand the scope of blessing, we got to go back to the beginning. <clears throat> we got to go back to Genesis chapter one. We go through the six days of creation. We come to Genesis <clears> 126. <throat> then God said, oh, I know what I was going to say to you. You think you're not called. Well, maybe you're not saved. Because 1 uh, Timothy 2.9 9. What does it say? Whom I have saved, and conjunction called, not for your own purpose, but for with a holy, a holy calling, right? A holy calling, a holy calling, that is what the calling of Jesus in you before time began, the ages began, is you are saved and called, not according to your own works. But according to his own holy calling through the grace in Jesus, in the blessing, before time began, ages, aeon, before anything you see mattered or consisted, God knew you. God had a design for you, a plan for you. Now we come to the beginning of all things when God's creating the worlds. Then God said, everybody say God said. So if God said it, it makes it true and every, everybody else a liar if they come against it. I'm not nervous, people. I want you to get this in your spirit. I only got 30 minutes to get it in your spirit. Then God said, let us make what man in our own image, the word image, imagio, means mirror, reflection, or likeness, or just like. It even says, according to our likeness, Who? He said, let us make man in our who? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. According to our Father, Son, Holy Spirit likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle of all over of the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping things that creeps on the earth. Imagine this moment Whenever God is creating man, I'll read it in a minute, both male and female. When God is creating both male and female in his own image, in his own likeness, to put us in dominion, can you imagine what the angels were thinking? The only other living thing other than God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus was angels. The angels with God and the angels that were kicked out of heaven. The fall, not fallen angels, Luke said, Jesus said in Luke, that I saw the angels hit the earth like lightning. Micah kicked them out, the archangel. Because of the five I wills of Satan and Isaiah, where he said, I will ascend to the throne, I will, I will, I will. In other words, it means you don't have a will. Dead men, dead women don't have rights. The Bible says be a, to what? Be dead in Christ to be alive. If you're born again, that means something became, something transitioned. There's a transition, John chapter 3. Jesus said, if you want to see the kingdom, you got to be born again. If you want to enter the kingdom, you got to be born again. What's born again? Nicodemus said, I can't go up into my mother's womb. I'm an old man. She's deceased. And Jesus began to say, You need to be born again. What? Through water and spirit, through the word, through the truth. The Bible says in John 4, Know the truth, and the truth will what? It's really saying, Know the blessing. Mm. Everybody say the blessing. You imagine, though, what the angels are thinking. I mean, they don't have a free will. They do what they're put on this earth to do, or they're kicked out, just like the other third of the angels. They're there to worship God and to obey. And as we've shared with you, I don't have time to go through Hebrews and Psalms and stuff to show you that God put them there for you and I, so that we now can commission our angels. We all have angels that we can send forth for protection and send forth to move on people's hearts and minds for us, begin to move in our favor. We have angels that we can send forth. I don't have time to get into all that, but it's true. Everybody say it's true. The problem is most people don't have revelation of it. That's why they worry and they're in fear. When a thought comes up to me about my kids, I release my angels over them. Matter of fact, I release them over them every day anyway then if I really feel something hit me I just get serious and say you may not have heard me but where are you at right now you need to be with my kids I, I released my angels to watch over pastor Steph her flight got delayed and I think she loved that she got to stay two more days in Florida I don't know if that's planned or what I'm not making any accusations because mama will come home so I ain't gonna be stupid right but I'm not worried about her being there Last night I just commissioned, so she, okay, angels, take care of my honey, watch her for me, protect her. You, you think I'm kidding, but see, that's why you live in fear and worry, and I don't. Because it's not my kingdom. It's not my blessing. It's not my responsibility. If I take responsibility for my wife and kids, then I got to be responsible. But if I release them under the blessing of God, then the blessing is responsible. You imagine what the angels, it just blew me away when I looked at this again. I hadn't looked at it since 2007, preached this message, preached the whole series here. But the angels were, had to be enamored thinking, wow, here this is in the Hebrews, if you translate it right, it says that they're created just below God. But also it says, ask God. In other words, we are part, of him and his DNA. So when God made us, what did he do? Look at verses 27 and 28. It says, so God created man in what his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Look, everybody say male and female. Say man and woman. He created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, now, your blessing has things and attributes attached to it. These are not the blessing." These are what the blessing manifests. This is not the cow. This is the moo. This is not the dog. This is the bark. This is not the cow. This is the meow. The dog, the cow, the cat is what? The blessing. Everybody say the blessing. The moo is what? God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and what? Hang out until you get... No, subdue it. Everybody say subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In other words, you are to raise up and lead my kingdom. You are to be my man, my woman, my people. You are to be me in the flesh. You are created in my spirit, my image, my DNA. I'm going to try to calm down, not preach. Try and teach today. Think about that. The very first words Adam heard. Subdue, take over, lead, dominate, multiply, be fruitful. Think about those words he heard. And get this, he wasn't even created yet. You ever think about that? That's Genesis 1. He's not created yet. That's God's prophesying over him. He's not created to Genesis 2-7. Now, if God speaks the blessing over Adam and Eve, whom he has not even created yet, think of the blessing that's over your life now. Before you were even born, God says, he told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. Now, I called you. God imparted to Adam and Eve, to all mankind who were born again, the blessing. He told them what? Who they were. He said, you're lords of the earth, created by God in his image, as rulers and royalty. I don't know, that's Old Testament. Well, don't read 1 Peter two it'll choke you up, I guess. You'll choke on the word. Because, you know, you're a baby and I got to move your whiskers to get the bottle in your... You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people to show forth my praise in the earth. Show forth my light over darkness. Show forth my praise and dominion over the earth. You're still trying not to sin as much But isn't it funny you still do? I don't sin. You're the biggest sinner in here. You're probably not even saved. I'm not giving you a license to sin, I'm just telling you the facts. Until you learn how to walk in the blessing, you're going to sin more and more. But when you walk in the blessing, you'll sin less and less. And it'll start falling off of you. And you'll start having God's desires instead of your desires. You'll start doing God's things His way. You'll start having God's ability instead of your ability. You're fighting sin. wasting your, You're just trying to do it. But when you fight with God's ability, God's empowerment, God's DNA, you can break strongholds off your life. Say the blessing. What are they supposed to do? Hmm. Replenish the earth, fill it up, subdue it, subdue it, and bring it into line with the perfect will of God. I don't know. I'm just a little old Christian. But well, don't read the Great Commission. Who, who? Whoever is Jesus said, whoever is saved and baptized in His name, what? Said so they will cast out devils, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. Said, no deadly thing shall harm them. Well, you know, you talking about them snakes. Well, if you're out there and you need the healing of God, get bit by a snake, or you're dealing with a snake, you're gonna need that blessing. Why wouldn't you have authority over snakes? He said you're over you're, you're, the blessing includes everything that moves or crawls on the earth. They crawl, don't they? But if you go back and really study the doctrine, you'll find out they didn't crawl till after the fall. Satan could stand and walk as a serpent. But part of the curse for Satan, not only the pit of hell at the end of the book, you know, the other part of his is, is that he would be crawling and low. He would have nothing in this earth even to get into our ears. He's not even supposed to be on. We're worried about him getting in our soul. He's not even supposed to be above the soles of your feet. The Bible said tread on serpents. Satan's not even omniscient, all-knowing. Satan's not even omnipotent. He's like... Not even a fallen angel, he's a kicked out, fired angel. Hallelujah. Hmm. So, what did God do? He didn't just give him an assignment, he did what he gave us the empowerment. What's the Great Commission said? And they went forth preaching the gospel with signs following. He didn't say look for a sign. He said live out your kingdom life through the blessing of God and signs will follow you. And if signs follow you, you will lead them to the blessing. I mean, think about the Garden of Eden. How How did Adam know God's perfect will for his life? All he had to do is look around the garden. He didn't read rain or anything. It was perfect. He got the name the animals. Everything was perfect. He, he saw the perfection and the wholeness, W-H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S, the wholeness of God. You see, God doesn't want you to just have part of him. You can't be whole until you receive him whole. But there's certain little areas of our lives we like to medicate, translate, take care of ourselves, cause you know we, that's our little pet thing, to get our attention with. Oh, we all got our little areas, don't we? Got our little corners of pride and fear and worry, and you know, got our little pet sin here, a little pet sin hit over there, and then things we got a little offense here, a little unforgiveness there, a little lie here, a little stealing there. Covenanting. You know why? Because we haven't received the fullness of the blessing. It's in you if you're born again. You just got to activate it. But you can't activate what you don't believe. Because everything in the kingdom of God comes by faith. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of of the deliverance hoped for. Now faith is the healing hoped for. Now faith is the financial breakthrough hoped for. Now faith is the peace hoped for. Now faith is the joy hoped for. That's why the Bible tells us, Paul said, lean not on your own understanding. See, when you lean on your own understanding, you just get goofy. Well, let's say you stay goofy. Because that's why he said lean not on your own understanding. He said he will give you peace, what? beyond your understanding so everybody's trying to understand how to get understanding wow. or when they get a little dose of understanding then they want to figure it out and and I'm just going deep in the word baby you're so deep you're stuck everybody knows you're stuck your wife knows you're stuck your husband knows you're stuck your meow knows you're stuck your rof-rof knows you're stuck and probably your meow-meow meow knows you're stuck people I'm in the word yeah let me see see if you if you're stuck in the word that's a good thing but I should see some manifestation or fruits from it. Because if I'm in the word, I'm in the blessing. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. In the blessing was the blessing. And the blessing came and manifested himself as the son of God. He is the blessing. I don't have time to get into all of it today. But whenever Adam fell, and Eve, not Steve, Eve, when they fell, oh, did you offend some? No, I'm not offending anybody unless they're easily offended. Come on, not making fun of anybody. I'm just telling you the truth. Adam and Eve. What is this? Adam and Eve. So, so where was I before I got off track? When Adam fell, right? He didn't really fail. He, he just followed along, loved it, liked it, watched her do it, thought, ooh, that's pretty good. She didn't have to say much. I'm just going to jump in that with you, baby. You know what? I forgot my thought now. got goofy, didn't I? Hmm, I'll go back to it in a minute. But, oh, I know. When Adam fell... God needed to raise up someone else that could carry His blessing, because at this point the blessing had not manifested as the Son of God yet, right? So who did He find after that? Jesus is way up there, honey. Abraham, father Abraham. It's more than that little father Abraham song. Father Abraham, and what did He do? He called him out of his land. The brother was seventy-five years old living in the land of the Chaldeans with a decent business. And God called him to a land he did not know. Right? And he's the first one since Adam, which Adam could see God because God would come and walk with Adam in the cool of the day and Eve. But, but he's the first one that heard the voice of God in 400 years, and whoever knows how many hundreds of years or thousands or whatever before, since Adam was Abraham. At that time, he was Abram. God was looking for someone he could trust with what? His promise. Because his promise is his word. His word is his son. His son is alive. His son is sitting at the right hand of the father. But he also represents God's what? Word. Think about it. When God called him out the courage, it took it 75 years old to go to a place you would never been before, never seen. Because you didn't just go out then and, you know, you know, you had the police to watch over you or whatever, or laws. Or, no, you took your family, your business, everything, <clears throat> your servants, your staff, all that stuff, <clears throat> and you better be able to defend them or somebody's going to take it from you. He came out of the land of the Chaldeans, and what did God do? God eventually got him to the place where he could impart the promise to him. The promise is the blessing because isn't that what God did way back there when he created Adam and Eve, and what did he do? He, he, he gave them a promise that they would what? Take over, subdue, be, be empowered. Every creeping and crawling thing would be under their feet. To so go forth, be fruitful, and to multiply. See, if you're stuck in the words, you're not fruitful and multiplying. You're self-consumed. But, but if you're in the word properly and healthy, then what happens is you're fruitful and you're multiplying. Not gossiping, multiplying. Did you get that? You know I'm a heavy metal preacher. Here's the thing that I see in the topic of show. Now, later on, I don't have time to get into it. Who came 400 years after, after the children of Israel were in slavery? See, they, they did all right with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. But at the end of Joseph's time, one day they all got goofy, got taken over, and went into Egyptian slavery for what? 400 years. Then God had to raise up another one that could carry his promise. It was who? Moses. The deliverer of God's people. And what, isn't it interesting? Let me back up and say this and then I'll say that. This is that. That was this because this is that. That used to be this, right? Anyway. That chair you're sitting in This chair you're sitting in used to be that chair we believe for. That place where you're patting your foot right now used to be the floor we were believing for. But now that is this. This building you're in with this air conditioning used to be that we were believing for, but now it's this. So you got to get revelation, people. So let me go back to where I was. You see, when God called Moses out, he could have given him the promise immediately. But he still didn't have his homeland out of him. You see, when people come out of their homeland, there was some statistic I heard uh, 60% of people never live outside the zip code, they, uh, the area code they were born in. Never move outside it. 60 or 70, some crazy number like that. Because people like familiarity. And, and it took God some time to get. His homeland out of him, his home rituals, his home cultures, his home relationships. When God calls you out of something, that means you come out of it. You don't hold on to it. You don't reach back and have a little bit of it. You don't pet it. You don't cherish it. You move into what God said who God said for you to be, what he said for you to do. And and what happened was, the same way with the Egyptians, right? I mean, the children of Israel, God brought them out, opened the Red Sea, had the cloud by day, the fire by night, dropped manna, that wasn't good enough. He dropped some pheasants for them. he done everything he could. Even the soles of their shoes wouldn't wear out, but they could not enter the promised land. Even Moses himself... Could not enter the promised land. Why? He obeyed the people instead of God and died prematurely. And then Joshua rose up and took the land. But here's the key God had to let that entire generation of 40 years die off before he opened up the opportunity to grab the promise again. You know why? Even though they had the heritage as sons and daughters of God, God's chosen people, they didn't have the revelation. Because all they saw themselves was sinners, and all they saw themselves was sick, and all they saw themselves were slaves, and all they saw themselves were broke, and all they saw themselves were tired, looked down upon. And as much as God tried, and as many signs and wonders as he showed them, and as many amazing things as he showed them, they still couldn't get it. And he had to let an entire generation. The only ones that lived coming out of there was who? Was Joshua, Caleb, and their households and families. Everybody else, ten other spies. Probably their kids. and Some of those, I guess, had to be, right? They were fighting wars they didn't need to fight, fighting the people they weren't even supposed to be around. That's what happens when you like familiarity, when you like to feel bad and down because you get attention. Stress comes, you got that headache, you spoke it on yourself for 45 minutes before it manifested, but you finally got it. And you know, a lot. Look, you're looking at a lot, now you got a lot to be tired of, now you got the big one, right? You're like Fred Sanford, here's the big one, right? You young people don't know who that is. Fred was going to visit Elizabeth in heaven early, premature. See I woke three of you up That's good I thought Dr. Sumrall's anointing right there Hallelujah You are the blessing of God You carry the tabernacle of God in you You carry the presence of God in you You carry the authority of God in you You carry the power and empowerment And transformation of God in you Not some little weak wimpy Christian Afraid to have an opinion what yeah, Well, they think. Who cares what they think? They're not judging you. God is. Actually, you are. First Corinthians says you judge yourself until that day to show yourself approved. You're the one who judges yourself to keep yourself in line with the will and the plan of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I need to end this, and I haven't even started. Praise God. <clears throat> See, God's a God that never quits, <laughs> never quits. He's always moving. <clears throat> he's always moving. He always was, is, and will be, always was, is, and will be. He's always, he never quits. He never starts. He always was, is, and will be. He's omniscient, all-knowing. He's omnipotent, all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere, all-time. Why? Because he's not bound by time. Time was a tool he gave us to measure by. He don't need time. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the ending. Well, I just don't know, you know. Beginning, where's, where did God come from? Well, I don't know if you make it to heaven, sweetheart. Asking, but I think you got bigger issues right like now. Getting that addiction out of your life, and that fear out of your life, and that offense out of your life, and that bitterness out. Get that stuff out, and you might get a little more revelation about eternity. Boy, I tell you, man, I'm I'm a little harsh today. And I'm not really harsh with you. I'm harsh with the spirit of unbelief that's over your mind right now. See, I, I'm not, when I preach, I'm not preaching at people. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to affect the atmosphere. I'm releasing what Holy Spirit put in me to release. See, if you really wanted to be free, you'd be free. Because the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, is the same spirit that lives in you. Hallelujah. Look here in Genesis 12, what the Lord said to Abram. Verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, the, the word family we have in an English language is okay, but if you look at it from the Latin language, you look at it from the French language, you look at it from the Italian language, I think they have a better word. It's called familia. I'm not pronouncing it right, but it's familia, and it means people or things you're familiar with. We look at family, all of us look at family as different things, and we have your hillbilly or whatever, you have your understanding. If you're northern, you have your understanding, you know, all that. But we basically look at it as kin folks, right? Blood or people like blood relatives to us, right? My mom always said, blood's thicker than water. What would that mean? There were ten of us. And if somebody jumped on one of us at the playground, they had nine others on them. Why? Wow, because you're family. I don't even care if that's your friend. They don't mess with your brother. They don't mess with you. I see my sister whip grown teenage men when she's a teenager. Papa, just sucker punch them, fire them up, because they messed with her little brother, which was my older brother who was five years older than me. I saw my mom, my brother, she worked so hard to buy him a bicycle, a brand-new bicycle. And it was a pretty green bicycle. You had to get it from the Sears and Robot book, you know. They didn't have that fancy stuff at the Western Auto where I was at, so you had to order it. He got that, it used to be called the banana bicycle, you know, the real cool, had a green one, his cool See? He's out playing one summer day. He come home crying. Mom says, what's wrong with you, son? Got home from working two shifts that day on the Saturday. What's wrong with you? Them Davis boys down there, they brought me up and took my bicycle and rode it all day and threw it back at me and knocked me down. She said, well, I'll tell you what. You better get something in your hand, and you better go down there and deal with those Davis boys right now because if you don't, I'm going to deal with you when you get back. I don't want to do that. Well, if you don't want to do that, then they're going to do that every time they see you. You need to go down there and pop one them boys, or deal with them one way to let them know you're not. They're not doing that to you. You're a Dalton. You're not. You're not here to be under their feet. Go let the Davis boys know who a Dalton boy is. He did. You know, when he was older, he joined the army infantry. He became golden gloves boxer, champion of West Virginia. But he could have been a little softy. If he didn't have a mom love him enough to say, Step up, man up. I wonder what God's saying to us. Is he saying, Woman up, man up, step up? Do we even wonder what God says to us? Do we even know what God has said about us? Somebody said, Send him back out somewhere else for about a week and a half. I'm here to mess with you, because in the messing is the blessing. Because when it gets so messy, you can't control it or understand it. That's when God can speak to you. So you, your problem is you keep it all just, you know, you got your little worship set and, you know, your favorite scriptures you read and your little books you like to read or listen to, and your little private time. I wonder if God's ever in your private time. You, you don't get private time to feel better. You get private time to get direction and orders from God. It's called the commission. And then you will feel better. Because if you're seeking his commission for your life, that's when peace comes. That's when joy comes. That's when provision comes. Everybody's trying to look for peace and all that. What are you looking for? What you are. Galatians 5 says it's part of the fruits of the spirit. In the spirit is joy, temperance, kindness, meekness, faith. Long-suffering, which is patience, hope, joy, in the Holy Spirit. So if Holy Spirit lives in you, it's already in you. What are you trying to, oh, Lord, give me peace? He said, you are peace. Oh, Lord, if I just had a little joy. Well, you're looking for happiness. You're, you're looking for something that gets you all going emotionally because of what's happening to you around you. That fades away. He said, have joy in the midnight hour. Have joy on the front row of the funeral home. Have joy in the grocery store. Have joy at work. Have joy when they persecute you. Have joy when they lie about you. Have joy when they steal from you. Joy. It's a fruit of the spirit. Fruit of his spirit. That means it's part of his DNA. That's why the Bible says you are his treasure. He puts his treasure in earthen vessels. He puts his treasures in you and I. We carry the fruits of his spirit. Well, you pastor, you just don't seem very joyful this morning. I'll be joyful when I get off this platform because I've done what God told me to. But it's not based on everybody's faces. It's based on doing what he told me to do when I was alone with him. I used to do that a lot. Steph said years ago, I quit it 10 years ago. Said, honey, you just can't do that. That's just offensive. to people. So I got tired of sleeping on the couch, and I quit, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we've never done that. Hallelujah. I wanted to many times, and I know she did. But we had that thing called covenant, and you couldn't. I even tried it a time or two. She'd come down, get back up here in this bed. Lay beside me. Lay beside her then somewhere in the middle of the night just melt. But if I'd stayed down there in a basement or in a sofa, I'd just been angry for another day or two. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just being transparent. Yes. Right. I'm not seeking perfection. On, I'm seeking Jesus, who is the perfecter. Yeah. So, so the Bible talks about it in Romans chapter 5, the first Adam who received the promise, the blessing. And it said that first Adam fell, right? But then God said his second Adam, his son Jesus. And in Jesus is the promise. What is the promise? The blessing. And out of that one blessing, one cell of God's DNA in you, all the other stuff comes out of it. The authority, the empowerment, everything you could ever need comes out of the uncommon promise that lives inside you. I mean the apostles got it in Acts, I think chapter 5 or 6 or 7, somewhere wherever it was 5 or 6. May no, it's Acts 4, whenever it said that the apostles with great power, what they great grace came upon them and they received Great power of what? To show forth the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They they began to walk in a whole other realm of miracles and signs and wonders and power. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, where's Abby at? Right Come up here and stand right over here. Give me that, some oil. Anybody got any oil? Give me water and I'll fake it. I don't care. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where do you want to be? I'd stand right over there. Right right about right over there is about where your back straightened up. Right over there on the other side of that speaker between that speaker. Hallelujah, give me a little bit. Boy, Rick's ready for you. Look here, he's, he's got a whole bottle for you. <laughs> Somebody just said that's olive oil, but it's good oil. See, the oil has nothing to do with it. The oil's in me, and the oil's in her. It's called Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is the oil of God. First Peter 2.24 said, By your stripes she was healed. Hallelujah. She's battling, got a bad doctor's report. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn around here and look at me. Look at me in my eyes. I curse every cell that's foreign to your body. I command it to loose its hold. I command those cells to die today. Spirit infirmity, I break you off of her now. I release Holy Spirit power, not of me or of this world, but of the Father. I release the blessing over you, and in the blessing is no sickness. So I command your body be whole, complete, healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Well, what's wrong with her? You don't need to know. If you got any discernment, you might know. Hallelujah. Don't go up and ask her after service. My goodness. All you need to do is proclaim Abby's healed. That's what you need. You're saying she's whole. She's healed. She's going to live and not die. Hallelujah. Here, I'm this. So now you keep that with you. Amen. Has nothing to do with me, right? We know that. See, y'all, y'all. That's why Paul sent handkerchief. People were getting so goofy. They thought he was God. He said, here, a handkerchief. Bless that handkerchief. It can heal you. It's in the blessing. You put the blessing on it. You direct your authority toward it. You direct the blessing toward it. It's going to manifest wherever it is. Thank you, honey. Love you. Say, Abby is whole. Thank you, Father. If you want the blessing of God, you want me to pray for you. Just stand up real quick. I want to release the blessing right now. I just really introduced it. Bruce, raise both hands. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Play, play some kind of chords for me or something. Give me some chords. Hallelujah. Maybe that is chords. What do I know? <laughs> we just being real, aren't we, brother? But I'm anointed right now. I know that much. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Say, what's he waiting on, Gertrude? He's waiting on the go from God. That's all. I'm just waiting on the go. Can you feel the presence of God in this room right now? See, that's why amateurs don't know. That's why why you grow and it's by practicing it. Hallelujah. I was kind of letting that get there. (sighs) Father, right now, I thank you. You are the blessing. You gave us the blessing, Jesus Christ. He is our promise. He is our blessing. In Him is you, and in Him is everything we would ever need. And in Holy Spirit is you, and in Holy Spirit is everything we would ever need. I thank you now that your people are receiving a fresh revelation and impartation of your blessing. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be empowered. Put your hands on your belly right now. I command the gifts of the Spirit to stir in you right now. I command the gifts of Holy Spirit, the power gifts, working of miracles, signs and wonders, healing, come in them now, stir in them now, stir in them now. Revelation, gifts, stir in their belly down. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirit, stir in them now. Languages of God, come in them now. Tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy, stir in them now. Let them feel your presence, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Parker's getting ready to come, I got to do one more thing. Come here, Zach. You guys, come here, you come, here, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. The Lord would say, "Don't be discouraged. Don't be distracted. It's my time. It's my time." It's good to have vision, it's good to be excited, it's good to feel his presence. But he said, "I'm just preserving you and you're kind of like a pickle in a jar. You're getting sour and sour. You're going to be more you're going to bring greater impact for God because of patience." He gives gifts without repentance. They're in you. Now, as revelation keeps coming when he's ready. Same with you, Zach, when he's ready. He's already got it around you. You just got to step into whatever's there, whatever's available. When you do, you're faithful. But God just wanted me to encourage both of you right now. He's called you. He's anointed you. And he's marked you. And you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You both carry the healing anointing at great levels. Hallelujah. Prophetic anointing. Yes. Gift of faith. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Brandon, you and your honey, raise your hands real quick, too. God, stir up your blessing and gifts in them for the supernatural as well. Stir it up, Father. Stir it up. We see cripples walk on the streets, addicts free, the dying healed, the death here, through their hands, through the ministry, through Holy Spirit in their lives. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you. Be blessed. You guys two reasons. August 7th, we have Chuck Paul We're going to be here. Thank Chuck. and are going to be here. We're, time, yeah. we're, we're also August 7th, we're back to school supplies for all the kids that don't have supplies, that don't have stuff. If you are willing to bring anything and everything that kids would need for school on well, August 7th, bring it to the church, please.